0: Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And of course, with me, we've got Ben Sokeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings, the one-armed Ben with the bicep. What's going on, Ben? How are you?
0: Good brother. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the... Uh, I go in for the operation on the arm, so... How do they do that? I've got two arms for now, man. Like, what do they... Are they just going to... They're going to cut open the... It's down near my elbow, so they cut you open there. They reach in. They grab your tendon. They pull it back down just past your elbow, and they drill it back into your... I'm not up on the names of the bones, but that, that there's two yeah. bones in your forearm. They... They bolt it into uh, one of the bones where it's meant to go, and then you just got to leave it there while it reattaches itself over the next four months.
1: Wow. So the next four months, no CrossFit, running, and that's it, right?
0: Well, I don't know. I, in my mind, I'm like, I could walk, I can run, I can jump at some point. I think the first two weeks, you fall in a sling. Like They don't want you... I don't think you straighten your arm for the first two weeks because this thing needs to be just chill sitting on your bone holding and they and then I think I read the stuff that the, the surgeon gave me and I think it's like around week six you can you start picking up an empty coffee cup. An empty Whatever the fuck that means. That's you start practicing lifting, putting weight So for six weeks there, an empty coffee cup
1: you're in a sling and you can't even Zero. pick up a coffee cup.
0: You might have it out of a sling after a week or two, depending on how well I guess recovery goes. But you cannot grab anything. So, in my mind, it's like I need to put a glove on or tape over my hand or something. So, I just don't forget that you know, you reach for a cup and you grab a cup, like a water bottle, and you go, you just because you run the risk of it deattaching Jeez. again. And that's not cool.
1: That's going to be difficult.
0: Absolutely. Like, it's a serious challenge. And that is, yeah. Here's my piece on it this is, you know, a lot of the work I preach and we, Discuss and we conduct inside Rising Kings, right? Like one of the key things is adaptability. Now, just because I'm going through this challenge where I can't use my left arm and all of a sudden my physical being and the stuff I do physically is going to be minimized, I got to look at the practices, man, because fucking when this shit happens in your life, does that mean that you become a miserable, angry guy? You know, you've got to be able to adapt to this. Yeah. So a big piece I've been working on is like, okay, this is coming, this is happening, this is what it's going to look like. You're going to be limited to walking, running, maximum, all those sorts of things. And it's going to be three to four months, like a pretty decent stint. Man, I'm excited because what it's going to force me to do, what I'm really excited about is I'll be doubling down on my other practices. So journaling and meditation are going to take a much Higher emphasis in my days because I now get the time where I'd normally invest that hour into physical training. You know, I'm going to be investing that time into clarity, like getting clear on what are you here to do, why are you doing it, re- going back, reassessing my personal code, which is one of the things we build out inside the Rising Kings experience, readdressing all this stuff, man. All these internal questions that are there that a lot of us desire. We're like, oh man, I just wish I had the time to do that. I wish I had the you know, space to go and do these things. I'm like, well, here's a prime opportunity, Ben. Don't waste it, dig in on it. And I'm going back to you know, some of the stuff that I used to do, man, which is you know, I journal under a headlamp at 5 a.m. in the morning. So there's just no distraction. It's chill, it's quiet, and I can really dig in on this stuff. So that's going to be my focus, man. That and you know, obviously the recovery of the arm over the next three to four months, I, my old modality was, you know, I want to rush these things. I get frustrated and annoyed. And it's like, man, I just want to get back into exercise. I'm miserable and I'm down and my, my life's not as good as it could be because I can't train, all those sorts of things. So I've got, to, I've got to address this, man. I've got to look in and go, well, man, how are you showing up when you can't train at the level you desire to train? Because the truth is, we as men, we're going to get sick at some point, right? We go through cases of. COVID, sick, flu, colds, you know, all those sorts of things. Gastro, all the things that you get when you have kids, you know, we all get injured. Like we're constantly in and out of injury. You know, heaven forbid. But if we have larger accidents and you end up doing some serious damage and you may never be able to use a certain part of your body again, like, you know, I think most people go down the path of playing the victim. Well, well, I'm just I can't train, therefore, I can't this. That's why I'm miserable, darling. That's why I'm annoying. That's why I yell at the kids all the time. It's like Uh, brother! Just because one thing doesn't work doesn't mean that you can just shut down (laughs) and switch up. So, they're the things I'm really leaning in on as I go into this what I call the next this new season I'm about to enter.
1: Well, that's the one thing that for me, like, I'm really interested to hear because I feel like a lot of guys in you know your situation, the things that you've had to go through in the last six months would be playing the victim, right? Would be you know just saying "f you" to the world. Why are you doing this to me now? not again, not another setback, you know, and all of these things, because you were just sort of on your way back up from, you know, that other surgery that you had back in September or August. And now another thing sort of, you know, holds you back, right? But then again, I think it was the last episode that you said, hey, you know, life is happening for you. You're just kind of long for, for the ride in a way. And another thing that I thought that, you know, that really sort of me and my partner were talking about yesterday, that sometimes your body's telling you things without you not realizing it, right? And I think you said it too in the other podcast, like, hey, maybe this is really my body telling me I need to slow down and sort of focus on other things, you know, at this point. And the reason why we- That's the hardest thing to yeah, swallow. And the reason why we talk about that was her best friend, who is right now, as we speak, on family vacation. This is your
0: partner's best friend?
1: My partner's best friend. And she's working, right? Last week, we went over their house. She was talking, she had showed my partner these photos or whatever, where- she would like, I guess when she's super stressed, would break out into hives and lose sleep and do this other stuff. I know we're sort of getting off topic here, but I'm thinking to myself, like, your body's telling you something. Yeah. Like, go on vacation and actually be on vacation and be present with the kids and not still be working. Yeah. I'm like, why? But anyways,
0: that's for another episode. And... Uh, no, I hear you, man. I think, it's, I think it's a valid point, man. And we can close on you know, the entry on this, but it's a lot of the time... We're chasing what we want, but the universe is delivering you what you need, and it's, that's the wrestle, because I don't want an injured arm. I don't want to give up CrossFit for four months. I don't want to, all these things, but the universe is like, well, too bad, man, because this is what you need to get and experience what it is you're here to actually experience, and that's, yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow at times, brother, but that's the work, man. That's what you've got to work on.
1: The work is difficult and it's tough and it's challenging. And another thing that's challenging, and I genuinely don't know why we haven't talked about this, but one of the most sort of common things that I hear often with, you know, all of the men that I speak with on a daily basis is the lack of confidence. And I just kind of want to talk about like, you know, like the role that self-confidence plays in a man's, you know, sort of professional and personal life, and also their success that goes along with it. You know, a lot of guys, you know, sort of go through challenging times like you. And when they go through these challenging times, like their confidence in themselves just goes out the window. And it could be situations with a partner. It could be that you're in a job for so long and, you know, you feel like the ceiling has been closed off for you. And, you know, you sort of walk around just not having any confidence in, in yourself and your ability at work. And maybe that, you know, comes home and that also affects your confidence on how to be a better father and show up better for the wife and and whatnot. So I kind of really want to talk about self confidence and the role that has in our lives. First question to you is like, how do you define self confidence and why is it so important for us men?
0: Yeah. Self confidence, what I understand of it and how I portray it in my own world is really around alignment. So I need to be clear on the type of person. Version of myself I desire to be, whether that's in my relationship with Chosen One, as a father, the way I show up as a leader inside business and as a brother inside Rising Kings. And the confidence comes from when I know who and what I'm capable of and the man that I desire to be. And I align myself with that in terms of my behaviors, my traits, my characteristics. I'm a man of my word and I live up to that person. When I'm doing that, man, confidence. Through the roof. Like it's unshakable. Like you cannot rattle me at that point when I'm really leaning in and doing what I know I need to be doing. Only time that it gets unstuck and starts to diminish is, you know, when I'm saying, hey, man, you should be doing this, but you're doing this. Or you should be showing up like this, but you're showing up like this. And that's when confidence starts to wane. And that's when we start to beat ourselves up and we start to doubt ourselves and we start to question ourselves because it's like, Something's not aligned here. Something's not showing. You know, we're not doing the work that we know we need to be doing in order to be the person that we desire to be. That's how I really see confidence. Look, for years I seeked out how to be more confident. I I was a pretty shy guy through my teens, through my twenties, uni. Yeah, man. Like I lived with some pretty confident cats in Bondi back in the day when I was at uni, and man, these guys. You know, very confident dudes out, always picking up the girls, all that's the sort of the shadow, you know, I was the guy at the back. Didn't really have a lot to say, but that's why I lent on alcohol. Like I needed alcohol to get me to show up and be brave and all those sorts of things. And so over the years, you know, like as I transitioned my whole life to get into confidence, at first I was chasing confidence in terms of Oh man, I need to do things that are going to build confidence. What does that mean? That's you know, it's speaking in front of people. I think I've shared yeah you know, some of the challenges I've done before, where you know you jump in front of crowds. I jumped on a tram in Melbourne and made a big speech and all those sorts of things. And man, like it builds a little bit of confidence in the moment, but it's not that deeper confidence in you know trusting, believing, loving, and accepting the man that you are. And so over the years, what I've realized is confidence comes from Self acceptance, self love. And to get to self acceptance and self love is living up to the potential you know you can be living up to. And that's when my life really turned around.
1: What do you feel like? You know, you've worked with hundreds and hundreds of guys, you know, that have gone through the Rising Kings experience. And with that sort of you know, experience under your belt, like what are this sort of the most common, you know, sources of low self esteem or low self confidence in a lot of guys that, that you've worked with?
0: self-doubt plays into this. They doubt themselves. And then I go, why are these men doubting themselves? And it's because they're not upholding their word. So many men, so many men who come into Rising Kings, but just on the outside, like parking guys inside Rising Kings experience for a second, just men in general. How many times do we say one thing, but do another? How many times do we tell, like, we've talked about this a couple of times, but how many times have we said to Our wives and children, yeah, we'll be home at 6 p.m., but we come home at 6.30 or 7, and we do it consistently. Or we say, hey, we're going to do this, and we'll show up for the kids' basketball game, soccer game, whatever it is, but we don't do it. It doesn't just happen once. If you actually analyze your life, like it's probably happening hundreds of times a day. You tell a mate you're going to catch up with him. Yeah, man, let's have a barbecue at my house in a couple of weeks. It never happens. And so we're saying all these things over and over. We're saying all these things we're going to do, and, you know, The intention is good. like You do want to do them, but they never come to fruition. We never actually make it happen. And so all of a sudden, like what happens? We have self-doubt. So every time we say something, we're like, well, fuck, man, I say a lot of shit and I don't do it. And that wanes on confidence because if you can't trust you, who the fuck can? Right. If you're not willing to... Trust your word, your bond. You said you're going to do something, but nine times out of 10, out of the 10 things that you say, one time you do it, and the other nine you just let slip by because, eh, it was just too hard. I couldn't be bothered. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you're doing that every day, every week, every month, every quarter, every year, and you extrapolate that over a 10 year period. You come into your 40s, man, you know, your mid 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I lack confidence. I got so much self doubt. It's like, yeah, because. You haven't trusted yourself for the past decade. And I see that as a huge problem inside men who come inside Rising Kings.
1: What about, and this is something that, you know, some guys would share with me, where the relationship with the partner, you know, there's a roadblock that comes into play, right? Partner begins to sort of, you know, have emotional feelings for somebody else. And all of a sudden, like, that really throws a man's confidence out the window. So in situations like that, like how does self confidence like impact a man's personal growth, overall happiness and his relationship overall with family, with friends and more importantly for me like on the professional side of things? Because as much as we want to separate, you know, work and life, when something happens in your personal life, especially that big where like the partner, you know, decides to have, you know, a relationship with somebody else? undoubtedly that is going to affect you, you know, and your confidence at work.
0: Oh, massive. Well, this comes down to internal and external validation. So when it's you know, partner, friend, whoever it is, but we're using external validation of, as the way to drive confidence. Well, I need all my peers to say I'm awesome. I need my kids to say I'm great. I need my wife to always be there by my side because that's how I develop you know, confidence in myself, and it's all about the external. And this is where a lot of men get stuck because that's why they invest themselves so heavily into business. They get the validation, the external validation they desire. Because if they work hard and they're in there and they're ruthless and they're cutthroat and they're working their way up the ranks, and everyone's saying, "Man, you're a fucking, you're a, you know, you're a great boss," and the money's coming in and all that sort of stuff. That's all this external validation. But if as soon as you strip that away, you go, "Hey, man, how are you showing up?" then all of a sudden they're like oh man you know like you'd feel like shit and it's the same when it comes to marriage man like this is external validation what we need to focus on one of the big things we do inside rising kings experience to enable a man to make the transition is they have to start looking at internal validation because once you have internal validation the external is doesn't have as much of an impact on you anymore. Yes, of course, it's going to rattle you if your chosen one leaves and all those sorts of things. But if you have a very solid foundation of internal validation, instead of just cracking and breaking and falling apart and becoming the victim and letting your whole world destruct because chosen one's left or has an affair or whatever occurs, all of a sudden you can actually hold yourself to, okay, what has been my role in this? How did this come to be? You know, what am I going to do about it moving forward? And so it's a much more solid foundation. It's the same with business. When a guy loses a job or loses a big deal or all those sorts of things and they just, when their identity is attached through that external validation, they play the roller coaster ride of external inputs and you have zero control over that. And so all of a sudden, hey man, coming home happy and excited because you had, the deal went through today in business. But what happens when the deal doesn't go through? What happens when, you know, works chaos? Oh, he's grumpy, he's miserable, he's disconnected. Chosen one doesn't want to be around him. Oh, dad's having a bad day. Dad's, you know, it's like all these sorts of things. That's external validation. So we've really got to work on this internal validation. That's where the true foundational core and solid strength for confidence comes from.
1: So how does a guy, like, for me, like, say, for example, like, You know, I'm not that confident once I, you know, leave the work, right? At work, I'm super confident. I know exactly what I'm doing at work. You know, the guys at work love me. I bring in results for, you know, for the business. Everything is great at work. But when I come at home and for some reason I feel like, you know, I'm not really that part of my family's life and my wife and I don't necessarily have the best, you know, routes of communication with each other. And like, how can I sort of, how can internally help validate myself? so that when I'm at home, I could be a lot more confident as a father. Because in my mind, if I'm more confident as a father, now that's going to give me the ability to actually show up better. What do I do? How do I go about that?
0: Two words, man. You step up. You step up in the home environment. Of course, that's the most uncomfortable. Because again, let's go back to business. Let's talk about this guy's case, right? In business, the validation is there. It's given through Money, reward, you know, people around saying, yeah, great job, blah, 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 all these sorts of things. Coming to the home environment, a newborn baby doesn't tell you, hey, dad, thanks for changing my nappy. You're awesome. You did a great job. <laughs> the baby just keeps crying and screaming. And the chosen one's like, "Wow, well, yeah, fucked," you yeah. know, and it's like, there's no external validation there. But inside, there's a part of man, especially too, when he steps into conscious fathering that goes, am I really putting in the effort here? Like this is uncomfortable. Am I stepping into the discomfort or am I running from it? Because a lot of guys run from it. Hey man, it's too hard at home, you know, witching hour, getting the kids ready for bed, you know, bath times, changing nappies, feeding. I'm just, it's not my thing. I'm going to go and stay in business and I'll work till 10 o'clock at night so I can avoid that whole piece because I'm getting external validation here. Oh man, Ben stays at work till 10 p.m. He's an awesome employer. He's fantastic. Oh fuck, well, I'll stay here coming into the home environment, it's not there. So you've actually got to go, hey, why do I feel uncomfortable in this environment? Because I'm not actually stepping into it. I'm not showing up as the best supportive husband and father that I could be. If you flip that and actually say, hey, imagine this was a business deal. Your chosen one and your children were a business deal. And you this is the deal of your life, man, and you want to win it. I'm pretty sure most guys would invest the time, effort, energy, to win that deal. I agree with you. But in the home environment, it's very different. There's no external validation. Your children aren't paid to tell you you're doing a good job. Chosen one's not paid to tell you you're doing a good job. So they're two very different worlds. Who's going to tell you you're doing a good job? You are. When are you going to tell yourself you're doing a good job? When you do a fucking good job. And that's what I mean by step up. And it's comfortable, man. And it requires work.
1: You know, the scary part and what you had just said there is that Most men would probably thrive in a situation like that when the relationship with the wife and the kids becomes transactional. Yep. But also at the same time, you have to look at it and go, well, what kind of relationship is that now? Exactly. Like, how are you really as a father and as a husband if it's purely transactional?
0: Because if you're doing the work, right, on yourself to be your best version of yourself, you know, do you have... To be that man that is there for his chosen one, like supporting her, listening, showing up, connecting, loving, and the same thing when it comes to your children in the home environment, being more patient, more present, you know, listening, connecting, all those sorts of things. Like When you're working on that and you're actually delivering and you start to see progress in it, your confidence starts to go up. The home environment starts to become exciting and thrilling and unique. Because you're always learning and you're growing. And this is the piece that a lot of men miss because they're like, well, it's just, I don't want to deal with it right now. Because getting over that threshold, that initial discomfort of it all, when chosen ones had enough of you, kids had enough of you, all that sort of stuff, and your internal validation is low and minimal. Hey man, where am I going to seek my validation? Business, right? I get my rush of dopamine by going into the office. Because I'm like first in the office. Ooh, I just got a rush of dopamine. I'm the last in the office. I just got a rush of dopamine. You know what I mean? It's like, I just closed a deal. There's another piece. You know, it's we're building all this up psychologically in our fucking, you know, mental brain work here. Like we're doing that and we just do it over and over. And that's why we get addicted to that lifestyle, which is just absorb ourselves in business. It becomes our identity because it defines us and it gives us the validation we are seeking.
1: Now, you know, one of the things for me, just looking back, I feel like some of the most confident times in my life where I was just the coolest guy or I felt like the coolest
0: guy. You still are, man. Was,
1: <laughs> was when, you know, I was really surrounded with my old friends and I had that core group of guys that would give you the high fives and tell you you could do it and just, they make you feel good. And I'm curious, like, I know like there's a lot of guys that I speak with right now where their, you know, sort of circle of friends is very, very small. And they might not even necessarily be that close to these guys, right? Like it could be a wife's, you know, friend's husband, and that's really their core sort of male group. So what role does sort of, you know, having a core group of guys that are like-minded, like how does that help you with your self-confidence?
0: Well, inside Rising King's experience, right, this is a big piece for us, which is the men you surround yourself with, your unit, your brotherhood. Because in those challenging times we talked about, right, when it's, hey, I'm trying to seek validation here, I can't find it, etc. you want to be inspired to push through that threshold by others that, who inspire you. So you need to be surrounding yourself with others who are on this journey with you. Because like you said, man. I got friend networks that I've disassociated with over time because we're just playing two different games. Like I don't want to go to the pub and you know bitch and moan and complain about my wife and my chosen one and all those sorts of things and call her names like a handbrake and all that sort of stuff that I've been part of, you know, back in the day. I'm like that doesn't define me. That doesn't help me. That doesn't serve me. I want to be surrounded with men who are like man, it's uncomfortable being at home with two kids who are out of control and chosen one who's had hardly any sleep and you know, and showing up and I want to be the best father I can be. I want to surround myself with other men who are like, hey man, I get that. Here's what I've learned and here's what I've done and here's how I've been showing up and doing that. And we let's do this together. Let's set a challenge for the next seven days on how we can show up as a better father, better husband, doing these sorts of things. So having that network, that brotherhood, that community, that group that is playing at the same level you are is critical. Because when you're on your own, you will always fall back to the default mode that you have always been in, which is where you find the comfort. Which nine times out of 10, for the men we're speaking to, it's business. Like we just go back to business. I'll just absorb myself in business, man, because we know it. It might be comfortable. It's comfortable pain at the end of the day, but we know it. We feel we have control over it. We are rewarded for it. And so we just keep falling back into that. And nothing else evolves and changes until it's too late when chosen one goes, I'm out or the kids move out of home. And it's like, I don't know who I am. I don't really have a relationship with my kids, the level that I wish I had. And I missed out on their youth and their growing up.
1: What does or what role does self-care play in building, but more importantly for me, maintaining self-confidence?
0: So the first piece of it in terms of like building self-confidence is all this self-work is massive, man. You need to understand who you are. In order to accept yourself and love yourself, which is is what builds the internal confidence, you gotta understand who you are, man. You gotta understand how you think, how you operate, what are all these fears, frustrations, what are all these beliefs, all these thought patterns, all, all these things that sit inside our head. Like the closer you can understand that, the more you can move towards acceptance and love for it. So it's critical, even just to get started. In terms of maintenance, again. It's the same thing. You've got to think of it like a muscle. Now, I can't just go to the gym, build my left bicep back up, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, sweet, I'm done. Like I don't have to go and work on my arm again. It's like gym work, training, you know how it is with building muscles, etc. You've got to consistently work at it. Otherwise, it falls apart. It's the same with this type of thing. Confidence and self-work. You know, Self-work is going to the gym. That's doing the repetitions.
1: Final thoughts.
0: I just want to come back to the piece around the internal and external, right? Internal confidence, external confidence. Internal validation, external validation. You want more confidence? You want to rid yourself of self-doubt? You want to have more happiness, fulfillment, joy? All those things you're in search of, it's an internal game. That's where the work is. That's where you've got to start.
1: That's Ben Sockheld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings Podcast.
0: Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others you know, raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, et cetera, head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.